Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Back to old school with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You were wild. He's like Rocky. Remember when Rocky had to train with Apollo Creek? That's it, man. Got to learn to dance. And he couldn't remember he couldn't swim or dance. Yeah, yeah. had to learn how to dance. That's actually is Troy listening right now? Yeah, that's how it was with me and Troy. I had to teach him how to dance a little bit. Oh my! Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls. Probably not any boys and girls because they're at school. But uh, I get to have one of my best friends on. Good dude. Super Bowl champ. I always refer to him as Super Bowl chump. Troy Evans. Um, first of all, Troy, how's the family doing? Let's get the pleasantries out of the way. Yeah. How are you doing, man? Everybody's great here. How are you doing? And, and Super Bowl chump still, huh? Yeah, yeah. my I see dude. Where this is starting quick. Yeah. Hey, listen here, man. We got to pick up right where we always leave off. But uh, Troy, I thought it'd be good to have you on a Super Bowl week. Um, obviously, you know, you know, look. You're a Super Bowl champ, but I, I was just—we were just talking during the break. People probably think it's easy, right, to go through a week leading up to the ultimate goal. So I wanted to ask you what it's like, not only getting to the Super Bowl, but then having that like rabbit chasing that that carrot and and getting getting into Super Bowl week, and then also trying to stay focused, and then getting to the game with the with the right amount of energy, focus, and uh, you know, I used to always say the authority to go out there and play your best game. Yeah, I can I can tell you this, man. It is a production, right? It is a whirlwind, um, and I, I'm guessing it's a little bit different right now, uh, just because of of COVID. I saw some of the things on Media Day yesterday, but um, it's uh, you know it, it's like. Uh, you you remember what the what the work week is like, right? right? And and uh, what the uh, what the schedule is with uh, when you can party, when you can hang out, um, <laughs> but but when you also go to the field and get your work in, and then off the field, right? And uh, how you manage that during this week, it's it's on display, right? I mean, you're talking uh, the uh, in terms of distractions, the biggest and best distractions. Uh, uh, the world world can provide, and and with the game out in L.A., I mean, multiply that by ten, right? right. So, uh, so it's a it's a it's definitely something that you got to have your eyes wide open, and uh, you got to have a plan. And usually, as you know, that comes from leadership, starts right. with the coaches, and and works its way through the through the locker room. Yeah, I wanted to ask to double down on that. What are some of the things that either you know players? I'm sure you guys had a leadership group. You know, Drew Brees was there, and then also the coaches, both. Sean Payton, the head coach, and then, you know, your assistant coaches put in place for you guys to have a little, I guess, enough fun to experience Super Bowl week, but then ultimately, as you get closer to the game, focus on what's most important. That's obviously going out there and winning. Yeah, I, I think it was kind of that classic coaching move, right? That meticulous plan, right? It was all scripted out. 
Um, we talked about it extensively. We did it the week before, right? We had an extra day off, but we kind of went through what, what the Super Bowl week would be. Um, and then they, they made it very clear and obvious, like, when we were supposed to play, you know, like, hey, we're going to go do this as a team, and then you guys are going to have, you know, four hours off, and then you're going to have this, right? And at the end of the day, what they really wanted to do, though, was make sure that our work time mimicked what we had did for, you know, uh, 18 weeks, right? right? Make sure that, that that practice schedule looked and sounded and, and, and felt familiar in that meeting schedule and that time that time where we were having team functions or, you know, we would meet as linebackers and that kind of stuff, right? right? They kept all of that the exact same. And as you know, in the NFL, right, they're, they're like a circus, right? right? You pick up and your, your locker looks the same no matter where you're at. Um, and uh, we, we had a little experience with the Saints. We were lucky. You know, uh, we, we played in the first game over in London. Right. We took our act on the road and, 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 and had a whole week over there one time and <laughs> we had some ups and downs in that week i will tell you that um but uh but it was uh it, yeah it's about planning and then and then executing that plan troy i wanted to ask you what what's it like you know me and you we've, we've rode the games before uh you know talk about the game and you, you know as you get closer to the stadium you kind of you know start to hone in but what's it like really you know w- w- walking the aisle going into the super bowl uh, knowing uh, and you obviously Troy you know being confident is what you have to be as a football player so you're not going to the stadium as a Super Bowl, for the Super Bowl thinking about anything but winning so what's it like when you start to pull up to that stadium and then obviously uh, get ready and get dressed for the game you know when you're just describing it I got chills right um, so uh, and you know me very right. well it's a uh, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Everybody right. that played this game and then played this game at the level um, that that these guys are playing at uh, dreamed of this moment, right? I I always say it's like a it's like a little girl dreaming of their wedding day, right? Right. right. Uh, it's the same idea. So um, you are you are on cloud nine, right? In fact, I think you mentioned this earlier, but I, I would say it's the other side. It's how do you keep yourself from getting too amped? Right. How do you how do you not go out in warm ups and, and act like, you know, uh, a Pro Bowl All-American in warm ups. Right. right. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's amazing. But I will tell you this. The timing is different of the actual game. It's something that people that play in it the first time um, will ex- will experience the, the the everything is longer. Right. right. Meaning your pregame is is longer. And of course, not the actual warm up time, but everything leading up to it. Halftime is a marathon. Right. Um, uh, it, it's it's a lot longer duration. So how you manage that is 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 part of your success too. Like you said, everybody that walks in that stadium wants to win, right? So how you manage that and stay focused nowadays, you know how you have to think about every play with all these, you know, formations and gadget plays and all this stuff. You know, it's not just line up and yeah, they're going to run it most likely here. It's how are they going to do it, right? right. Yep. Um, and so you got to be ultra. You got to be ultra focused, man. It's a it's a different avenue in terms of that, for Troy, sure. Troy, one thing I wanted to ask you. I always tell people, like, you know, being old. You know, obviously I'm a little older than you, but when your body breaks down, I think once you start to get July, late July, August, you you know, we're like creatures of habit. You you know, you kind of feel like you're in football mode. You know that you you start to reminisce about. 
unfortunately walking out there with a Dom Capers two a days or whatever, but your body is predestined to be in football mode. You're, I played in a couple uh, playoff games, but you played in the ultimate game and then winning it. Uh, Super Bowl week, do you does the feeling in your body still come back and realizing, you know, hey, look, man, I was here. And then as you're watching it, I'm sure if you have time to watch it, uh, it brings back fond memories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, if you can't get a little juice in you, you know, yeah. I, I saw uh, yesterday the uh, Bengals tight end, right? He threw his, threw his knee brace off. I mean, come on. Right. You know, there's no knee brace going to keep him out of that game, right? It, right. It's it's uh, it's everything on the line. Uh, you're you're right. You know, you get in the, you know, your your body is gets ready for. You know, you do it each week, right? You know, right. Wednesday is tough. Thursday is a little better. Friday is a slightly better. Saturday, you hope you feel good enough <laughs> yeah. to go play a game. By by Saturday of this week, man, you're ready yeah. to roll. Right. I mean, you are ready to roll. So yeah, that that body's ready to roll. And uh, your mind's ready. It, it's just then about going out and executing. And these coaches, man, these coaches play an important role in this. You know, you give these guys, you know, these these uh, these football geniuses two weeks to scheme something. And sometimes they overthink themselves, and sometimes right. they they do it just right, right. And then uh, and then you know, as a defensive player, it's about surviving those first fifteen, right? Right, those scripted plays. So. Uh, right. So there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on in this game and uh, a lot of opportunity because of the timing of it. But, yeah, everybody should be healthy and everybody should be flying around. I wanted to ask you uh, a question, obviously, in a little bit uh, other news, obviously being a New Orleans Saints uh, alum. Uh, I don't know if we can really claim the Texans anymore because I always tell people it's a lot different now than – or a lot different <laughs> now than, you know, the whole organization. It seems like it's, you know, it's like Jekyll and Hyde. But being a New Orleans alum – Obviously, with Sean Payton retiring, um, just give some thoughts on Sean Payton as a coach. Um, I've ran into Sean Payton at, in some places in Vegas a couple times. He's a pretty good dude, so talk to him about it as a dude. And then what do you think about him uh, moving forward, or what do you envision if you had to guesstimate what he's going to do next? You know, um, I shared some uh, texts with him uh, when he decided to walk away. And uh, he's really um, – feels like he's in a good place because he said, you know, when in this business do you get to choose when you want to coach or when you don't want to coach, right? Uh, you and I, you and I both know this, right. that, right? The game. You get <laughs> so, retired real quick, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Your, your opinion and choice go out the, out the window in the NFL after a while, right? So, so he, he took a, a lot of, uh, uh, I guess what I would call gratitude in that opportunity for him. I don't think, he, you know, knowing him, uh, I don't think he is uh, done. I don't think he's away from the game. Uh, but I do think he's got some plans, obviously. I, I've seen some things about the show that's coming out. Um, but, you know, what an opportunity for Dennis Allen. Yeah. Um, a, guy that, a guy that really, um, you know, uh, it, it did it the hard way, in my opinion, right? Started as a position coach and learned uh, – learned a defense and, and really kind of mentored um, Greg Williams and then, and then, um, and, and then kind of made it his own. And then it surrounded himself with great coaches, right? I mean, you got Aaron Glenn, who you and I both know, yep. um, who's a longtime assistant of his and uh, turned what was a, what was an offensive dominant team for what a decade and a half right. and have made it a defensive powerhouse, right? 
um, which is with 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 the players that that they have, which is amazing. So uh, I, I wish him the best, Coach Payton. He'll be just fine. If you saw Coach Payton in Vegas, <laughs> you saw him in his element. He'll oh yeah, be just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a good time. Troy, Troy I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to ask about that. You mentioned the pregame and how long everything is. What's the timetable? So. Six o'clock kickoff. What time are players getting there, and how much? You know, what do they do for that that amount of time? Man, there is a lot of sitting around. Uh, players will start arriving four hours before the game, right? Which, in my opinion, way too long. I was always the last bus guy, uh, but um, they'll get there early. Um, you know, you know, I, uh, the famous uh, you know play that I was involved in in my Super Bowl was the uh, onside kick, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of describes, <laughs> uh, perfectly emulates Coach Payton in Vegas, right, Jay? I mean, yes, sir. Uh, call, calls, a, calls an onside at halftime. Well, I can tell you when he called that play, he talked to me at halftime, and I was eating a ham and cheese sandwich with my pads off. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dude. That... So, uh, so, DB, if that gives you an idea of uh, how long halftime is, um, of this game it, it is just forever and you can and I don't know about SoFi but you can hear the the production and as you're leaving the field in the first half right you're seeing the stages roll in and there's you know there's people and stars everywhere and then you disappear in the half in, in the locker room for for you know 30 minutes right um, if not longer and then you got to suit back up and go out there and, and, and play again so it is just very, very dragged out, obviously, for the obvious reasons. Um, and uh, it's, it, it feels very different in that regard. All right, Troy. Um, real quick, not real quick, but uh, obviously doing Super Bowl, NFL, obviously making the transition. Uh, you know, one thing about Troy, he popped up on like CNN or something, doing big things about busing uh, back in Ohio. I was like, my man is always he's doing a big time. But tell people what you're doing now. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you might even have a, be able to have a reach here in Nebraska. Uh, cause I always like to, you know, obviously if there's a way to, you know, obviously spread sure. the love, you know, tell me yeah. what you're doing or tell everybody what you're doing now. Yeah. So I've always been business minded. Um, and, uh, Jay is correct. I, I, I had a school bus company, uh, when I was done playing, I sold it about three or four years ago, um, sold everything, even the computers and the desks and walked away from it. Um, which was a which was a great uh, a great thing for me as a in, in my businesses and I uh, started um, nine years ago laboratories um, and so today um, I own laboratories I own uh, three of them uh, in Tennessee and Ohio and in Detroit and uh, we were just to give you guys a scope of of my life right now we are a PCR laboratory when the largest pandemic ever hit uh, this country and the world. Uh, and we are the confirmation test of that, of that, uh, you know, COVID-19. Um, so we, we do, to say we're busy is an understatement. Uh, we have contracts with municipalities, uh, states, uh, uh, individuals, uh, hospital systems, long-term care facilities all over the country. Um, we're a high throughput molecular laboratory that um, is providing a, a really kind of a much needed service right now and doing a, a ton of COVID testing, but as well as um, infectious disease testing all over the country with a 
with a technology for nine years that we had to explain to everybody. And now my 71 year old mother who reads USA Today every day can tell me exactly what I do finally. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so COVID has, uh, has been uh, a unique thing for our business, but yeah, I, I run these laboratories every day and I'm out, uh, kind of seeing how we can help the communities. That's awesome, Troy. Uh, look, man, I would say this, this is one of the best dudes that I, that, that, uh, I was able to come across in the league and I always, I've been telling people, Troy is like, you know, you always are kind of apprehensive when you meet guys in the locker room because you know, you just never know when you're going to be there. Uh, Troy's a good dude. Send me your, your, uh, if you got a website and stuff like that, I'll definitely tweet it out, man. And, um, when you get unbusy, if you ever not as busy, I still owe you a trip coming down there, and uh, we'll try to get out there on the links and make sure your your big head brothers are there, and and, and we can get after it well, a little bit. Well, well, listen now, you guys avoided it this year. You know we were going to come down yeah, there. The yeah. Cats were going to come down to Nebraska last year, but COVID screwed that up. Yeah, that was. I mean, that you wouldn't have been able to survive that <laughs> uh, after that butt whooping we were going to put on you guys, but. Uh, uh, well, you're just lucky you weren't on the schedule this year. I guess is probably a fair way to yeah, say. You it. know what? You you might be right, but because uh, my you know my <laughs> uncle's a, a Cincinnati alum, I heard it from him, and I was just waiting to hear for when you guys were rolling in town. Uh, that would have been great, <laughs> but uh, we'll have to settle it on the golf course, or maybe you know hit a casino or something. We gotta have a good hey, time. Hey, real quick, DP. You know, I don't know your family history, but you know how you have like an older brother that you can never be in, in basketball out on the front driveway, or even your dad when you're little, you started to think you were really good or tough, and <laughs> yeah. they, they put you in your place. Yeah, that's that's what Jay feels like when him and I play golf. <laughs> it's 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 never changed. He's just trying. He's played probably a thousand more rounds than me. And he just he just can't get over the hump, and, uh, <laughs> and, and it kills him. It kills him. See, the next time you guys play, I'm gonna just have to be there in the cart, just agitated. Oh, it's a good time, man. It's, hey, the rounds are <laughs> the rounds never end in four hours. You know, we we always no. we can do emergency nine, or we're we're definitely it, the the tally will end when we're both six feet deep. That's what a deal is. That's, that's when the tally that's will exactly end. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, thanks for yeah. having me, gentlemen. All right, dude. Love uh, you, man. I, be I good. Appreciate it. All right, dude. All right, see you guys. Yeah. Right. Good stuff, brother. Yeah, Troy is a good dude, man. I'll tell you, I was uh, so happy for him when, when uh, you know, obviously he got down to New Orleans and, you know, obviously finally got uh, appreciated. You know, I got traded to Houston um, and, and Troy was already there, you know, because they had been able to sign players and I got traded a little bit later in the, in the offseason. And, you know, I was all, you know, I was late – fifth round pick grinding my way up through Buffalo. So I always appreciate it. I'm just all about, you know, who could play football. And I remember watching him and, um, you know, we connected cause Troy just has that in personality and you see it and we're just talking and actually, you know, I was number 56. Um, and he was 54. Jamie Sharper was 55, but he already had like his own lock, lock own locker. We, you know, we kind of put the new guys all together. And so we worked out together, got to know each other. But then as he got on the field, I mean, homeboy was balling, obviously really good on special teams. Um, and then Houston kept him on practice squad, then released him. And I remember talking, going up to Charlie Cashley, as you know, just the, not the brightest bulb in the, you know, light or whatever you want to call it, sharpest knife in the, in the cabinet. And it was like, how can you release a guy that's not only a glue guy, a leader, and a good football player? 
because you want to bring in a you know taxi squad guys every every Monday or Tuesday. Troy came back. Um, I think Joe Marciano uh, was was uh, the special teams coach. Loved that Troy got back, and next thing you know, Troy took off and and he got to New Orleans. I remember watching that game because I think that they played the Colts, and it was a back and forth game, and 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 they got to the um, obviously the Super Bowl, and just sitting on pins and needles for you know for New Orleans to win. I didn't have any skin in the game except for Troy, right, and Scott Shanley. But Troy, I knew on a personal level, Scott as well, but Troy really. And when he won, I was just. I was. It felt like I won because finally a guy like Troy got his just due, and then was there for however many years afterwards. And and you knew what he had gone through. N- knew what he had gone through, but he deserved it though. It'd be different if Troy wasn't take him being a good dude out of it. The fact that the, how he was as a football player finally got his just due in New Orleans, and it kind of matched up. And then he stayed there, special teams captain, um, and a, and a great player, you know, and, and then a part of history. So he definitely – those are the few and far between stories. And that's what probably made New Orleans so good for so long, right, that they actually kept those guys around, built a true team. He talked about the leadership. He talked about the coaches and how intrinsic they are, right, for him to be able to text uh, Sean Payton. And a lot of people probably think only oh, Drew Brees probably talked to him and whoever else, you know, the you know maybe Deuce McCall, guys that, you know, were Hall of Fame players. He had that connection with, with his coach, and that's what made him good. That's what we talk about. There's only six to eight franchises that try to win, right? Um, and that's it. And you got to think, Aaron Glenn, we played together uh, in Houston, who's a defensive coordinator in Detroit, been up for some jobs. Um, Sean Payton um, knew him as a player from one year in Dallas, brought him in, and then not let him work himself up. So when you think about how you build a staff, whether it's college or pros, you know, you, you know I think sometimes Nebraska – could take that model, right? You don't need the cachet or the, uh, you know, what, what's on your, you know, Twitter or whatever, your bio to be a good coach. You got to hire the dude, right? Um, I just, I was talking to Dre Bly, Bly last night, you know, and he's a borderline Hall of Fame player. He's coaching at North Carolina. And I was in, and so his, his sons, he has four sons. Two of them went to school with my daughter and one of them still does. And they're all, division one kids and stuff like that so we're just talking because i see him all the time and i asked him like how did you get in contact how did you start coaching right because he was just coaching youth baseball he had the north carolina black Sox, and he was like mac brown called me up um no connection um knew i was a big into the program and knew i could help him uh connect with players next thing you know he's coaching there's there's a lot of those guys out there and it's good to see Right, see it happening. Yeah, because it, it's not easy. Be, and Troy could be easy. a coach. Yeah, he could be a coach. He and uh, but he, you know he's obviously really doing doing really well at business. Yeah, well, let, let, go ahead and make that money, dude. Oh, he would have done it anyway. Troy's yeah. Troy's Troy's that dude. No, he's look, man, he, he's impressive. So we'll toward the break when we come back. A couple things to take care of. Uh, Rico's what's up? Uh, we need to give away squares. Beatrice Bakery nominations. Let's get all those done. We'll do that and more when we come back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.